Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program is Mr. Irvin Schorsch. that will join us to discuss sudden well syndrome. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science Show. Although many afflictions are wantonly devastating, few may consider sudden wealth syndrome to be in that league. Yet, for many, the sudden influx of new monetary resources can wreak more harm than good if a plan isn't in place for dealing with that sudden change. So, how do we deal with sudden wealth syndrome? Well, joining us today to discuss this issue is Mr. Irvin G. Schorsch III. Mr. Schorsch is the founder and president of Capital Management. He's a financial expert for over 18 years and has published in such notable journals as the Wall Street Journal, The Atlantic, and The Huffington Post. And he joins us today to discuss with sudden wealth syndrome. And uh, Mr. Schorsch, we're very pleased to have you today on the Grok Science Show. Thank you, Charles. I'm happy to be here. Uh, certainly our pleasure. Certainly a fascinating topic. Something that uh, most of our listeners would feel like would be a good problem to have, but sun wealth syndrome can actually be an issue. What, what is it? Well, many feel it's a blessing, but you will find if you look at the stats, as we have at Pennsylvania Capital Management, that more than 70% of individuals that receive sudden wealth have dissipated it in no more than one to two generations. So they have trouble keeping it once they get it. And what do you think really leads to this mismanagement of wealth? Two things. They move too fast to go ahead and spend it. And the misperception that once you've won it, that you will keep it. Meaning, very often when someone wins, let's just take a a million-dollar inheritance or a million-dollar you won the lottery. People often make promises to unscrupulous salespeople to buy things, whether it's a car or a boat or a vacation house, or they'll be helping out their friends and this one needs that, and they all have a variety of things that they want you to get involved with. But they forget about their partner, Uncle Sam. And Uncle will be there a year later with their handout saying, you owe us 30 or 40 percent of an inheritance or a win like that. And very often, these winners forget about Uncle Sam and find that there's no money left to pay Uncle Sam even just a year later. It goes that quickly. It goes just that fast. Remember, Charles, there are four stages that people go through in sudden wealth syndrome. The first is that honeymoon phase. Like a honeymoon phase of a love relationship, people feel like, They can do anything. They go on spending sprees. They buy things, so they make risky investments, many times with disastrous results. And they need to get through that honeymoon stage as quickly as they can to the second stage, which is wealth acceptance, where they view themselves as powerful, maybe even invincible, but there is the realization that they need to set limits. Hopefully they'll get to the third stage, an important one, we call it identity consolidation, in which people accept that they're now much richer, but that the money doesn't define them. And they begin to think about what do I want to accomplish, who do I want to be, 
in the long run. And hopefully, if they're really effective at handling the funds, they will get to the fourth stage of stewardship in which they're, they've dealt with the money much more straightforwardly and perhaps even begin to think beyond their personal and family goals to philanthropic missions or other ideas that they really want to accomplish during their lifetime. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of psychological change that needs to go on when one has a sudden influx of cash. I mean, is it that a lot of financial planners don't deal with these aspects of sudden wealth or just focusing on the money, or is it that we never really get to those uh, later stages of development? I think for many planners, they're not used to, to the sudden wealth concept. They're used to money that's been earned over the years in their clients' portfolios, and if you think about it, the biggest thing you need when, when someone comes to you as a client with significant sudden wealth is they need to slow down. In many cases, and I'll take a couple that we dealt with from SEPTA, the large the bus and transportation company here in Pennsylvania, there was a very, very large lottery winning, over $170 million last year. Several dozen of these workers won together as a combination. And we take care of one of those families, and they were a family of modest means and are. But here they have this money dropping into their lap. And as we advise them, the first thing they have to do is slow down, put the money in a safe bank or custodian where, they, where the money will sit as they begin to meet first with their spouse and then with their trusted personal wealth advisor to evaluate what does their lifestyle expense picture look like, what are the priorities for the family. In many cases, they have you know, credit card bills or multiple mortgages or other responsibilities that must be dealt with early on. And when they get beyond that, they still have to get over the psychological feelings as you talk about that they may have been deprived over the years and that they want to go buy the new Mercedes or the vacation house or other kinds of trinkets or baubles that would, would feel like it would make sense. But in fact, what's much smarter is to look at that money in terms of the principal and to decide with their trusted personal wealth advisor, how can I live on the income and leave the, leave the principal to take good care of my family and our goals over the long term? It's really, I would imagine, a large to get over. I mean, a large amount of money all of a sudden comes into your fortune. You just have this uh, need to spend it. I mean, what's really the biggest trap you feel people get into in terms of just holding on to their money? The biggest trap that people have, there's two of them. One is imagining themselves on a budget even when they won the million dollars. But it's essential because the second trap they fall into is forgetting about their partner, Uncle Sam. And within a year, they're going to have to pay IRS, meaning these inheritances are all declared, and so are lottery winnings. It's not like you can just forget about Uncle Sam. You will have to pay those taxes, and you need to keep them in mind. So those are the two biggest traps, thinking in terms of the family budget and remembering you have to pay Uncle Sam. And then also, it makes an awful lot of sense because you will often get approached by unscrupulous outsiders or even by friends or family that say, give me some money because I really need it. So to hire a trusted personal wealth advisor to be that, that mediator that says, okay, dad needs a companion to help him recover from his operation. That is something which should be funded immediately versus junior wants to buy the latest and new technology or a new car, and that's something that can wait to see if it fits in the budget. 
And if you think about it, many people who get the sudden wealth don't have the knowledge nor the experience to make those kinds of smart decisions, so they need help. And it is definitely a time to get the proper help so the money stays around. It's true, it's true. I mean, the, the saying is, you know, the price of everything and the value of nothing. Learning what's better for the long run as opposed to the trinkets that are here now. These are, are essential issues, meaning being able to discern what is important from what isn't important. And if you think about it, you really need a game plan. Charles, as you look forward, if you're that family that won a half a million dollars or a million dollars or you inherited the money or a house was sold and then you got this large influx of money, it's so easy to say, oh, it's fifty dollars or $100,000, I can go put that down on a new house. And there may be much more important priorities, you know, a credit card that's costing you 22% to keep. Well, that's much more important than buying the new house and taking care of student loans or taking care of medical assistance for your parent or for your child or for your spouse, meaning you really need to prioritize to make sure that you're accomplishing the important things. And again, going back to a point I made earlier, the family needs to focus on how can we generate enough income to be meaningful for our life and our goals and not waste the principal. Because if you waste the principal, the money's gone. If you spend the income and it will be renewed year to year after year, then you've got a fighting chance at having this money really do some good for the family over the long run. This issue isn't just common, though, to people who have a huge windfall. I mean, it, it sort of occurs at various stages in, in life. For example, the first job or, or you just get a big raise. All these sort of issues also apply in those situations as well. Correct. Uh, there are, if you, if you look at it, a variety of stages of life. And for the baby boomers who are helping their children, obviously, as they grow up, they're also helping their parents in many cases as they age and have more needs for support, guidance, in some cases bill paying or health care issues or driving back and forth. Maybe you need some assistance getting parents to doctor's appointments. It all costs money. And being the recipient of sudden wealth gives you that power to be able to address more of these needs. Uh, one of the other concerns is that a sudden large influx of cash that you find a lot of friends that you didn't suddenly know you had. I mean, how do you uh, tease apart the ones that are there for your money and those who are, um, are actually your friends? We suggest having that outside personal mediator and saying to everyone that comes to you saying, I want money or I need money, look, I don't have the expertise to be able to decide where we put this money, so we've hired this individual to represent us. By all means, talk to him or her about what you what you're recommending for me and we'll be happy to uh see if it if it makes sense you know something along those lines so that those emotionally based or emotionally charged decisions can be made by someone on the outside rather than you having to field all these questions and deal with the emotion of the moment it's really a problem i guess and especially for uh, family members taking advantage in these situations as well it's a very big problem. Family members are going to recognize this is an exciting time. You just want a huge amount of money. You, they will feel like you can do anything. And as we, we pointed out from the first stage of sudden wealth syndrome, it seems so exciting. The numbers seem so big. It does feel like you can do anything. But unfortunately, most families give up this money through inappropriate or improper spending over a fairly short number of years. And it's sad to see but it's often the case.
Uh, how many uh, do you deal with that you move into the, the later stages of acceptance and uh, consolidation and, and eventual stewardship of their money? For the families that we serve, all. I think we've had none that have failed. And I'm proud to say that. I think it's exciting that, that they would come to a firm like ours and say, help us. Make sure, and I can think of the most recent family that we took on where they did want to buy, the husband wanted to buy a new vacation house down the shore, and the wife wanted to get a new car. And we recommended to them, in both cases, the answer should be no. It's too early on. Take that first year or two and pay off the credit card bills. Pay off those inappropriately high expense, other responsibilities. Fix up your house. Enjoy what you have and make the most of it before you go on and take on new burdens and new indebtedness. And the ironic part is here it is a year, year and a half later, they're happier, they feel good, and they recognize that this really is that one chance in life they have for financial success because they came from modest means. And they're very appreciative a year later that we were there to say, don't take that next step to waste the money. Don't buy the frivolous baubles. Save it and do important things for you and your family. It's an impressive track record. What are your recommendations then for others out there who are coming into Senate Wealth or even the other financial planners to help uh, other uh, people in similar situations uh, move into those more sustainable situations? I would recommend a couple things. For the financial planners of the world, do some significant research on the statistics. They are scary how many people waste their inheritance or their winnings. And for your listeners, if they were to want to read further, I wrote an article called Too Much Too Soon, How to Avoid Sudden Wealth Syndrome, which is in Huffington Post. And there are a whole series of articles on our website, which is pcmadvisors.com. There are also recent articles in the Wall Street Journal and Forbes.com and others on our blog site, which is irvinshorsch.com. And my daily thoughts are on my Twitter, which is at Irvin Shorsch. For further information, they're welcome to read all three. Uh, I'm curious, maybe just some uh, final closing words uh, regarding this whole issue of uh, sudden wall syndrome. My final recommendations are go slowly. For any of your listeners who are in this situation, don't rush. Give yourself 24 to 36 months before you make any significant moves. Use that time to think very clearly about First of all, paying Uncle Sam to make sure you understand fully the tax bite. And secondly, to pull together your resources and obviously to eliminate high-cost debt or credit cards or other responsibilities. Look clearly at what children perhaps you want to encourage. Perhaps you help your child who is leaving college by matching their monthly expenditures in their apartment or helping them with a food budget and saying, here, you you put up a dollar and I'll put up a dollar toward meeting your monthly expenses and let's have monthly meetings and talk about it so I can see what you're doing and I can be more helpful. So use it to create family bonds with those you love so that you're using it in smart ways and that's the income only while you're deciding what to do with the principal and how to invest it so you can grow it over time and do even more good in the world with the money you inherited or that you won. Sounds like a, a plan for a sustainable uh, dealing with the, the wealth there. Um, Charles, I, can, I completely agree. That's a, that's a wonderful way of putting it. You do want to make it sustainable and you want to make it practical and you want to be proud of the work you've done with the money you've inherited 
or has fallen into your lap in this sudden well syndrome type of scenario. Well, it's great advice. I certainly hope people uh, go take a look at uh, information that's out there that you've given them. And again, our guest today was Irvin Schorsch. He is the founder and president of Pennsylvania Capital Management, talking about Sunwell Syndrome. Mr. Schorsch, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure, Charles. Have a wonderful day. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.